When you get there, say amen. Genesis. First book in the Bible. Genesis chapter 32. 31, 32. I'm sorry. Genesis 32. Everybody present and accounted for? All present. Amen. And Jacob went on his way, and the angel of God met him. And when Jacob saw them, he said, This is God's host. And he called the name of that place Mohemium. And Jacob sent messengers before him to Esau, his brother, unto the land of Seir, the country of Edom. And he commanded them, saying, Thus shall you speak unto my lord Esau. Thy servant Jacob saith thus, I have journeyed with Laban and stayed there until now. And I have oxen and asses and flocks and men servants and women servants. And I have sent to tell my lord that I may find grace in thy sight. And the messengers returned to Jacob, saying, We came to thy brother Esau. And also he cometh to meet thee and four hundred men with him. Then Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed. And he divided the people that was with him and the flocks and the herds and the camels into two bands. And said, if Esau come to the one company and smite it, then the other company which is left shall escape. And Jacob says, O God of my father Abraham. And God of my father Isaac, the Lord which saith unto me, Return unto thy country and to thy kindred, and I will deal well with thee. I have not worried thee of the least of all the miracles, the mercy, excuse me, and of all the truth which thou hast showed unto thy servant. For with my staff I passed it over this Jordan, and now I am become two bands. Deliver me, I pray thee, from the hand of my brother and from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, lest he will come and smite me and the mother with the children. And thou saidest, I will surely do thee good and make thy seed as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. And he lodged there that same night and took of that which came to his hand, a present for Esau, his brother, 200 she-goats and 20 he-goats and 200 ewe and 20 rams, 30 milk camels with their coats, 40 kine and 10 bulls, 20 she-asses and 10 foals. And he delivered them into the hand of his servants, every drove by themselves, and said unto his servant, Pass over before me. And put a space betwixt drove and drove. And he commanded the foremost, saying, When Esau my brother meeteth thee, and asketh thee, saying, Whose art thou, and whether thou go- goest thou, and whose are these before thee, then thou shalt say, They be thy servants Jacob's. It is a present sent unto my lord Esau. And behold, also he is behind us. And so commanded he the second and the third and all that followed the drove, saying, 
on this manner shall you speak to Esau when you find him. And say ye, moreover, behold, thy servant Jacob is behind us. For he said, I will appease him with the present that goes before me. And afterwards I will see his face, for venture he will accept of me. So when the present, so went the presence over before him, and himself lodged that night in the company. And he arose up that night and took his two wives and his two women servants and his eleven sons and passed over the Fort Jabbok. And he took them and sent them over the brook and sent over that he had. And Jacob was left alone and there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. And when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh and the hull of Jacob's thigh was out of joint, and he wrestled with him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go, except thou bless me. And he said unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For a prince has thou power with God and with men, and hast prevailed. And Jacob asked him and said, Tell me, I pray thee, thy name. And he said, Wherefore is it that thou dost ask of my name? And he blessed him there. And Jacob called the name of that place Peniel, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved. And as he passed over Peniel, the sun rose upon him, and he halted upon his thigh. Therefore the children of Israel eat not of the sinew which shrink, which is upon the hollow of the thigh unto this day, because he touched the hollow of Jacob's thigh and the sinew that shrink. And I want to minister to you from this thought today, wrestling with fear. Wrestling with fear. Father, we praise you again today, God, for your goodness, sweet Holy Spirit. Sweet heavenly dove, stay with us, O God. Let us not leave the way that we came, God, but let us leave changed and renewed and refreshed in the Holy Ghost. And we thank you forever and evermore in Jesus' name. And you may be seated. Wrestling with fear. In today's world, there seems to be many folks that are wrestling with fear. Fear is no more than false evidence that is appearing real. As the John writes in the epistles of John chapter 4 verse 18, he says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casteth out fear, because fear has tormented. He that feareth is not made perfect in love. But the problem with the fear John is trying to show you and I is, it causes us torment. In other words, fear will cause you to have painful, distressing emotions in your life. This is why you must get dominion over fear and not let fear get dominion over you. Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy 1.7, God has not given us the spirit of fear, but God has given us power. He's given us love, and he's given us a sound mind. So apparently Timothy was wrestling with his fear. 
If you wrestle with something long enough and you never get dominion over it, it will destroy your faith in God. Fear is somewhat like anger. Where does it come from? We learn it usually, and it comes in our lives a lot of times, at a young age. A lot of times when you're a kid and you're playing and your parents might have jumped from around the corner and went boo or whatever, and it scared you. Well, somehow that gets into you, and pretty soon you come around the corner, and the next thing you know is you're afraid to come around the corner for fear of what might be there. So we have to get dominion over this thing in our lives. If you study, there's many phobias that are out there, and some of these phobias that they keep coming up with, and I'm trying to figure out who sets down and just come up with this stuff sometimes. You know, there's one phobia called uh, acrophobia, which is fear of height. And then you've got aerophobia, which is a fear of flying. Everybody, you've heard of flying? Acrinophobia, fear of spiders. Astrophobia, fear of thunder and lightning. Autophobia, fear of being alone. Amen. Claustrophobia, fear of confined of crowded spaces. Hemophobia, fear of blood. Hydrophobia, fear of water. Opioidophobia, fear of snakes. Now I might get that one. Zoophobia, fear of animals. Androphobia, fear of men. Achophobia, fear of failure. Dentophobia, fear of the dentist. Amen. <laughs> Coyophobia, fear of clowns. Man, everybody should be afraid in here. <laughs> Praise God. Glossophobia, fear of public speaking. Xenophobia, fear of strangers, of foreigners. Amen. So you can see all these phobias of fears can cause us to be depressed or they can cause us to have some emotional dreams in our lives. And so therefore we may need to get dominion over a lot of these things that comes into our lives. The Bible tells us in the book of Genesis when Adam and Eve sinned in the garden and they realized they was naked, they took leaves and they made aprons and they covered themselves. And the Bible says that when God came, amen, he called to Adam and says, Adam, where art thou? And Adam says, I heard thy voice and I hid myself because I was afraid because I was naked. Notice what God's next comment is to Adam. Who told you? Who told you you were naked? Who told you? You need to get that in your mind. We listen to the people that tells us things that God never says. And if we get into that habit of hearing what man is saying instead of what God is saying, it can create a lot of fear 
in our lives. We need to realize if God doesn't cause it anything, we need to follow what God says and what God's Word says and stand upon His Word because if not, fear can get into us. If I get a rope on my neck or whatever and they tell me I got cancer, I don't know if it's cancer or not. You know, if God doesn't tell me it's cancer, then I'm not believing it. I can't allow a negative report or evil report to cause me to fear because that's what the children of Israel did when they received the evil report of the ten spies the Bible says they feared amen fear got into their heart if you listen to an evil report it's going to give you fear you have to learn how to stand on God's word and what God says and choose to say I believe God that he will do just as he says trust and obey believe him and say I believe I believe God as as President Roosevelt once says the only thing we've got to fear is fear itself amen we've got to get fear out of us amen because fear will cause depression inside of us what fear does amen if we let it it makes the situation worse than what it is that's what the enemy's goal is, is to cause you to fear. Notice, if Paul says God didn't give you the spirit of fear, you can assume where it's coming from. The enemy wants you to be afraid. He wants you to lose your focus on God. It would have been easy for Job to fear, but you you don't find, you know, Job, he's worshiping God. He says, yes, the thing which I greatly feared has come upon me. Amen. But yet he kept worshiping God through the situation. See, you have to get to that place in your life that no matter what's coming your way, you're still going to worship God. You're still going to trust God. You're going to still hang on to God. I'm not downplaying fear. Because when you read the scriptures, my goodness, just about everybody is, is shown in the Bible of having some form of fear. Amen. You see it from the creation all the way to now. People have fear, and I'm not downplaying this. But the Bible also shows us how they overcame that fear by trusting in God and leaning not to their own understanding. Amen. The Bible says of Moses in Hebrews 11, 24 through 20, 27, by faith when he was come to years, refused to be called the sons of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season, esteeming the reproaches of Christ's greater riches than all the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of a reward. By faith he forsook Egypt. Watch this. Not fearing the wrath of the king. Amen. For he endured seeing him which was invisible. He did not let what the king says cause him to fear. Put him into a panic mode, but no, he endured seeing God which was invisible. And that's the same concept that we must have. We're going to a city, amen, where there'll be no night. We're looking for that city whose builder and maker is God. 
God. Amen. We're going to keep pressing towards the mark for the prize. No matter what comes our way, no matter what happens, we cannot let the, the children of Israel's uh, fear get into our heart. One of the things you see with Goliath, amen, was that the children of Israel feared him. They became afraid of him. Amen. And as a result, what did he do? Daily, the Bible says, he just torment them. And you see, that's what the enemy of your soul desires to do. He knows he has no power over a Holy Ghost filled, baptized in Jesus' name believer. He knows it. He knows there's one God. James tell you that. He says, you believe there's one God? The devil also believes and he trembles. He's afraid of God. Amen. And so he knows. So what does he do? He torments you from a distance. That's what he does is he try to get fear in you so that you won't serve God. That's why you notice the children of Israel, they would never cross the valley. And go after the Philistines. And the Philistines would never cross the valley to come across. That lets you know they're just as afraid of you as you might be of them. But Jesus says, I give you power to tread over serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing by any means shall harm you. You have to get over these phobias and fears that keeps coming up and popping up every day in your life. The world is going to continue. The situations are going to continue to get evil and evil and more things are going to keep coming up to try to cause you to fear more and more and more so that pretty soon you go to some places and you go to some of these uh, cities they said people are afraid to even come out of their house for fear but you have to get dominion over these things amen look at Jacob's life when Jacob received the birthright of his brother Esau which sold it to him for a pot of a, a bowl of soup. We know the story. His brother told him he was going to kill him. So his parents sends him away to go live with his uncle Laban until his brother got it out of his system. But Jacob is gone, so he has no idea what is transpiring back home. If his brother is still serious or what is going to happen. So for 20 plus years, he has lived with this fear in his life that his brother is going to kill him. He's growing. He's getting older in his life. But somewhere in his psyche, somewhere in his mind, he's still battling this fear within him that his brother is going to kill him. He's got wives. He's got children now. He's got livestock. He's got his material possessions and, and everything is just booming. God is blessing him beyond measure. Amen. And now he's starting to have the disgruntle uh, and disunity with his uncle. And God shows up to him and says, go home. Get your family, get your stuff, go home. And immediately he fears. The fear resurfaces itself again. 
20-something years, he's been living with this thing in his life, and now he's got to go home. God tells him to go home. And as you start reading in the 32nd chapter, as he's coming home with his family, God gives him a heavenly host, an escort, amen, to bring him back. The Bible says the angels of the Lord are all around him. And when Jacob sees them, because he's so afraid, notice what he said. This is God's host. How much witness do you need that God is with you? And so instead of trusting God, what does he do? He tries to appease his brother. He start breaking his family and things down. They start sending gifts and presents. Uh, yeah, because you know why? Scripture says that gifts pacify anger. Amen. And so he's trying to get that his brother's anger out of him, not trusting and believing what God says. Uh, you see, he already had a promise uh, from God from the first time he left home. When you read chapter 28, uh, when he gets the stone, and he make him as a pillow for his head and he sees a dream have a dream the ladder is reaching from heaven down to earth and the angels of God is ascending and descending upon him and God is standing at the top and God says to him I am your father Abraham and Isaac and Isaac the land where you live will I give you as well amen he had a promise from God no matter what what happens out there, if you've got a promise from God, it might take a while. You just got to keep trusting and not fearing. Amen. If God says, I'm going to bring you back, uh, he's going to bring you back. Uh, if God says, I'm going to bring you through, he's going to bring you through. If God says, I'm going to take you over, God's going to take you over. You just need to trust God uh, and not lead to your own understanding. Uh, amen. And so, when Jacob anointed those pillars of rocks. He says, God, if you bring me back, I give you a tenth of everything I give you. You give me. He had a promise from God. So now he's got his heavenly host escorting him back home. God's the one that told him to go home. And so he's going home. And then he tries to please appease his brother. So he sends messengers to his brother. And notice what comes back with, man, your brother's coming, and he's got 400 guys with him. You only got 70 people. He's got 400 guys coming with him. And notice what the Bible says. Jacob was afraid, and he feared. Because why? When he left home, my brother said, I'm going to kill you. So in his mindset, he just assumed 400 guys, and he's coming. He's coming to take me out, and there's nothing I can do. But notice what Jacob does. He goes to prayer. He began to seek God. He says, God, you're the one that told me to go back. You're the one that told me to take everything and go home. Now I need you to do something about this situation. God had already knew what he was going to do. 
He would have never told him to go if he hadn't got the situation squared away already. So Jacob began to start, he, after praying, after having all this witness, he's still trying to put things in his own way. He breaks his family up into four groups. Send them across the brook. If he kills these, then these can escape. Notice what he does. He's still leaning to his own understanding. You see, that's what fear will do. If you let us hang around long enough, he's been hanging, fear has been on his coattail for over 20 plus years. And so even praying and seeking after God and trying to figure it all out, he's still leaning to his own understanding instead of taking God at his word. If God says go, then you just go. Amen. And for God I live and for God I die. Amen. To be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Amen. So you can't allow fear to keep hanging around you. Maybe you've got some fear you've been holding on to for a long time. You've got to get dominion over it. If not, it's going to destroy your faith. It's going to prevent you from entering into the kingdom of God. You've got to build up yourself on your most holy faith. Amen. You've got to begin to trust God. You've got to begin to believe God. Amen. That I won't leave you nor forsake you. If any man is in Christ, you've got to realize he's a new creature. All things are possible passed away, and behold, all things become new. Amen. And so what does Jacob do? Amen. He sends his family across, and then he gets along. And the Bible says there, that night, he wrestled with the man until the breaking of the day. And the man says to Jacob, let me go, because the day breaketh. And Jacob says, I won't let you go. Unless you bless me. How much more blessing do you need? My goodness. Look at all the stuff. Notice what he said to God in his prayer. I crossed the Jordan and all I had was a stick in my hand. And now look what I got. How much more blessing can God do to show you that he's with you with all the stuff he's got? He's trying to please his brother with all some of the stuff he's got. God is not going to leave you. He did not bring you out to leave you. So Jacob is afraid, and he wrestles with the man until the breaking of the day. And he says, let me go, because the day breaketh. And Jacob says, I won't let you go, lest you bless me. And he says, what is your name? And he says, it's Jacob. He says, you shall no longer be called Jacob, but your name shall be called Israel. For as a prince, you have found favor with God and with man. And notice, now he's got the limb for the rest of his life. Let me put a little spin on it today. What I feel he was wrestling with. Uh, you know what he was wrestling with? Uh, he was wrestling with his fear. Uh, fear will destroy you. Fear will pull your joints out of place. Uh, fear will cause you to have bad feelings and depressions if you hang around long enough. Fear is trying to get away because day is breaking. When God comes, you're the children of the day. You're not the children of the night. 
God is a light. He's our refuge. He's our strength. When God is trying to come into your life, you don't need to be holding on to fear. You need to let it go. Fear is trying to get away from God. He knows that faith will push fear away. And if you hold on to it, the day will never break forth in your life to where you can see what God is trying to do in your life. Let it go. Let it go. Let it pass away. Don't keep hanging on to it. God is trying to come in. God is trying to show you the light. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet. It is a light unto my path word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. God is the light. He's trying to show you. Let me come in so you can see what I'm doing. I want to get fear out of your life. I want to get it out of there because it's going to hinder you and hold you back. You've got to learn how to walk by faith uh, and not by sight. Uh, this is what Jesus says to his disciples uh, in the middle of the sea. Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Uh, I'm on board with you. I'm not going to leave you. I'm not going to let you down. You can trust me. You can stand on my word. Don't keep wrestling with fear. It'll destroy you. Trust God. Believe God. Hold on to his word. The Bible says that when they told King Jehoshaphat that Ammon and Mount uh, um, Ammon and Moab and Mount Seir was coming out against him, the Bible says he feared. He went immediately into his fear mode because he said to God in the prayer, God, we have no strength but our eyes upon you. What an example of how quick to get fear out of your life. Amen. It's going to show. Hear me. I'm not downplaying. The fear is going to come. It's going to show up. But every time it shows up, you need to follow Jehoshaphat's example and you need to go to prayer and you need to hold God. God to his word. You need to repeat exactly what God says in his word. God, you said. God, you promised. God, you told me. And that's what you've got to do. Don't you let fear get in there and take root. You build yourself up on your most holy faith. you got to kick fear in the teeth, brothers and sisters, with the faith of your foot. Touch him. Amen. And as he began to pray... God spoke and says, Hear, O Jehoshaphat and all Israel, the battle is not yours, it is the Lord's. Tomorrow, just go out and take a ringside seat and see what the Lord will do. And God calls an abysmant. God took care of the battle. This battle is not yours, it is the Lord's. You don't have to fight anymore. You are a child of God. He's your dad. He'll take the course. He's the commander of the host. He knows what you have need of. The Bible said, the Lord hear you in the day of trouble. The name of the God of Jacob defend thee, send thee help from the sanctuary, and strengthen you out of Zion. Amen. Now I know that the Lord will save his anointed. He will hear him from his holy heaven with the saving strength of his right hand. Some trust in chariots, some trust in horses, but we will remember the name of the Lord our God. They are brought down and fallen, but we are risen to stand upright. Praise God. Amen. Don't let fear push you back. God is with you. 
I'm as close as the mention of my name. Whoso offereth praise glorifieth me. And to him that order his conversational right will I show the salvation of God. Amen. Sing that in your heart over and over. Every time fear come, just sing that over and over in your heart. Whoso offered praise glorifieth me. And to him that order his conversational right will I show the salvation of God. Hold God to his word. Amen. When, when they, the Philistines try to take Shimea's being filled, everybody feared and ran. But what does Shimea do? He stood firm right in the middle of his being filled. He said, this is mine. This is my livelihood. This is what it's all about. I'm not running. It cost me my life. I'm going to defend what is mine. Let me tell you, don't you run when fear come. Don't you back up one moment when fear come. You need to, as old Psalm says, you need to stand flat on your foot. You need to throw your head in the air. You need to look at straight in the eye and says my foot's on the rock and my mind is made up. I'm not going anywhere, devil. I'm not going anywhere, fear. So you might as well take your bags and get out of town because I ain't wrestling with you no more because Jesus defeated you at Calvary so I don't have to worry about defeating you anymore. You've already been defeated by the blood of Jesus Christ and I plead the blood upon you fear. I plead the blood of Jesus over you. So get going and get out of my life. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Don't wrestle with that stuff anymore. Amen. Psalms 81, verse 17. I'm going to read the New Living Translation here. Verse 17. I mean, 11 through 14. Living translation. I'm reading that. No, my people wouldn't listen. Israel did not want me around. So I let them follow their own stubborn desires, living according to their own ideas. Oh, that my people would listen to me. Oh, Israel would follow me, walking in my paths. How quickly. I would subdue their enemies. How soon my hand would be upon their foes. Wow. Think about that. God says, just listen to me. I'll get rid of them real quick for you. (laughs) Amen. Why am I going to fight when he's already took care of it? What did Jesus say? Fear thou not. Little flock. It's your father's good pleasure to give you the kingdom. For the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, as you suppose, but is righteous peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. He wants you to have his power. Not only that, he wants you to reign with him. Jesus also said, don't fear him that can kill the body, but can't kill the spirit. But rather feel him that can kill both the body and the spirit in hell. So Jesus says, the only person you need to fear is me. Reverence me. And watch and see what I will do. 
Because whoso offered praise glorifieth me. Notice what David said in Psalm 1. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord. For he is good. For his mercy and do it forever. Let the house of Israel now say his mercy and do it forever. Let the house of Aaron now say that his mercy endured forever. Let them that fear him now say that his mercy endured forever. He said, I cried unto the Lord with my voice, and he heard me. And what did God do? He set me in a large place. He said, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. What can man do unto me? The Lord take my part with them that help me. Therefore shall I see my desire upon my enemies which hate me. It's better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. It is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in princes. All nations can pass me about, but in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. They can pass me about. Yea, they can pass me about, but in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. They can pass me about as bees in a quench of the fire of thorns, but in the name of the Lord, I will destroy them. They have cast sore at me that I might fall, but the Lord helped me. The rejoicing and strength is in the tabernacle of the righteous. The right hand of the Lord do it valiantly. The right hand of the Lord is exalted. The right hand of the Lord do it valiantly. I should not die, but live and declare the works of the Lord. The Lord has chastened me sore, but he has not given me over to death. Open to me the gates of righteousness, and I will go unto them and praise the Lord. The gates into which the righteous shall enter, for thou hast heard me and has become my salvation. The stone which the builders is refused has become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing and it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day that the Lord has made and we will rejoice and be glad in it. I beseech thee, O God. I beseech thee, send thou prosperity. We have blessed thee out of the house of the Lord. God is the Lord, showing us light, binding the sacrifice with cords, even to the horns of the altar. Thou art my God, and I will praise thee. Thou art my God, I will exalt thee. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good, for his mercy, and do it forever. For his mercy, and do it forever. He remembers us in our Lord's extent for his mercy, and do it forever. He delivers us from our enemies, because his mercy, and do it Forever, He feed all flesh with food so that our youth is renewed like the eagle because His mercy and do it forever. Oh, give thanks to the God of heaven because His mercy and do it forever. Don't you wrestle with fear anymore. Get a hold of Jesus. Dance with Jesus. I want to dance with Him like no one is watching. Like no one is watching. I want to dance with you, my Lord. I'm not turning back. I'm not going back because in my moments of mourning, he turned my mourning into dancing. I was singing to the Lord. I was shouting to God of my salvation, for he is my strength.
strength and my song. Notice what David says in Psalm 27. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. And whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, come upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumble and they fail. No host encamp against me, and this I will not fear. No war rise against me, and this I will be confident. One thing have I desired of the Lord, and that will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble, he will hide me in his pavilion, and the secret of his tabernacle, he shall hide me. He shall set me on a rock. My head will be above my enemies round about me. Therefore, I open his tabernacle, the sacrifices of joy. I will sing. Yes, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Don't wrestle with fear, brothers and sisters. Wrestle with Jesus. Dance with him. Hold to that unchanging hand. Build your hopes on things eternal. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Let's stand this morning. Praise God. Hallelujah. You here this morning, amen, and you've been wrestling with fear, amen, hear me now, if you've been wrestling with fear, you just got something in you, I don't know what it is, that you just can't seem to shake it, okay, when you go out of these doors today, you go out of here in faith, don't you let that thing defeat you anymore. You purpose in your heart, I'm not going to be afraid. No matter what happens, no matter what reports I get, no matter what comes my way, I've got a God who with his angels is watching over me. I think the scripture says he will give his angels charge of you to keep you in all thy ways. He, they will bear you up in their hands lest you dash your foot against the stone. Amen. You're going to tread on lions and scorpions and all the, all the power of the enemy. So trust God. You believe God. Amen. Don't wrestle with this thing. You've been wrestling with it for a long time. Hey, you need to get over it today. Okay? So I'm inviting everybody this morning to come down here. So what you, wait a minute, let me finish. What you're doing right now, when you come here, you're walking away from that fear that's been plaguing you. That's what you're doing. You're walking away from it. You're saying, I'm, I'm done with you. That's it. And when I go back and I go out, I'm going out holding to God's hands and I'm trusting him from this day forth. Amen. So let's come this morning. Amen. Praise God. I love you, Jesus. God, I praise you, Jesus. Don't be 